What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Beast Mode Podcast. My name is Aaron Bees. I am a wife, a mom, a military veteran, and I spent 13 and a half years in multi-level marketing, healed my way out, and now I'm using all of my social media platforms, including this podcast, to raise awareness around the dangers of multi-level marketing companies and the tactics used to try and recruit you. <sighs> I feel like it's been a while. <laughs> Um, I took a little break from recording podcasts and I am slowly working my way back, but I wanted to have this conversation with you guys. I always see this as a conversation, by the way, because, um, I think that it's something that it is not talked about a lot and, for those of you that don't follow me on social media, um, there was a an Elamere distributor that was threatening to dox me online. And because of that, I have taken extra safety precautions. And there's been, I'm going to give you some, some more details about all of this. Um, I have done a reaction video on my YouTube channel about it. I will say I have reported her to the FBI. I I just have taken steps to protect myself and my family. I'll leave it at that. But in that, I was talking to my friend Julie Anderson the other day, and we were talking about how when you're in multi-level marketing, a lot of the times they have social media strategies and they're like, okay, you know, share some things about your life, share things that you're interested in, you know, then talk about the products or do a before and after those types of things. And what that does is it creates a space on social media where you are encouraged, in my opinion, to overshare. And that's extremely dangerous. I mean, I can go back and remember things that I would share about my kids or just being super vulnerable. Um, there's been a lot of things that have inspired this podcast, but ultimately the goal with this is if there is anybody that is part of a multi-level marketing company that is listening to this podcast and anybody else that uses social media, but specifically any multi-level marketers that are listening to this, please be very careful. There was an article on Facebook the other day and I can't remember if it was 2016 or 2017 that Kim Kardashian, this is a very extreme example, but Kim Kardashian was robbed in Paris. We're probably all familiar with that story. And this particular article was talking with the robber that did jail time and is now out. And he was like, listen, she was flaunting all of it online, you know, and she was flaunting the engagement ring and talking about what she was doing and her schedule and her routine and all of that stuff was readily available through her social media, specifically through Snapchat. She was posting in real time, which is one of the first things that Kim Kardashian has talked about, um, no longer doing, you know, uh, for safety reasons, obviously. And I think that's something that we can, we can all implement immediately, you know, just because you're doing something doesn't mean like, Hey, let me pause and let me, let me put this in my stories or let me share this on social media. Because a lot of times when you're in multi-level marketing, they teach you to tag the location of where you're at. So if you're posting in real time, 
it's going to be pretty simple to find you, you know, and that's a very scary thought. And so that was an interesting article. And when I was talking with my friend, Julie Anderson, which by the way, you guys should go follow her on all the platforms. She's amazing. She is an incredible content creator and has recently uh, left Rank Makers, which is Ray Higdon's MLM training group. I'll do a whole nother podcast on that. But anyways, we were talking about the safety of social media and how we've been taught in our MLMs to share everything and uh, how it's not safe. And here's a particular example. For those of you that don't know, I do still have the Range Rover that I purchased when I was a part of Prove It. It is still wrapped. It has my social media information on it, but it does not have any Prove It information on it. And there was one day I was picking up my son from school and I was driving home. And around that time, my daughter would also be walking home from the bus stop. This was last year. And so I pulled into the driveway and I noticed that there was a white van that pulled blocking my driveway as my garage door was closing. And I thought to myself, well, that's weird. I don't know who that is, you know, whatever they, I don't need to, to deal with that. My concern was getting my son into the house and homework and all of that stuff. And so, um, got him situated. And as I got into the house, I started to think to myself, well, who is this guy? And my daughter is going to be walking down the street any second. And, you know, what do I do? And so then there was a knock on the door and I was like, well, I'm going to have to answer this because I would rather deal with it than have my daughter deal with it. You know, I don't know who this is. And the way that he pulled into the driveway, it was just, there, there were so many just red flags. Something was very, very off. That's what I felt like. And so I opened the door and I see this Hispanic man standing there and, or he appears to be Hispanic. And he says, Hey, I see your car all over town. What is it that you do? Keep in mind, I'm at my house. I'm not in a business event or anything like that where, you know, my car would be there or I would be there. I was at home with my kid waiting for my other kid to walk to the door, basically walk through the door. And I was kind of stunned because it didn't, I feel like you never know how you're going to react in situations until you're in that situation. And I remember thinking in that moment, okay, I've got my son who is standing back. He wasn't by the door, but he was back by our kitchen area. And then I have my daughter who's going to be walking through, like walking in this area and I'm going to have to pass this guy. And like, what would I do in that scenario? And so he started asking questions and I said, well, I make, I make content online. I make YouTube videos and stuff like that. And he starts asking me more questions. And I looked at him and I said, I'm sorry, is there something that I can do for you? Because at that time, I'm like, the audacity, you know, the audacity that some man is going to think it is okay to follow me home, knock on my door, ask me questions, like thinking that that is okay. That is not okay. I later found out that this guy lives in my neighborhood. I later found out that his kid goes to one of my kids' schools. So I get to see him. And 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. That part is like, it's just really, really uncomfortable because if somebody is going to be that bold, what else are they capable of? And that came from, in my opinion, having my car wrapped, having all my information on it. You know, it. I love my car so much, but there's also a safety hazard when it comes to it, you know, because it is, it stands out. And when you're in an MLM, they they want that. They want you to stand out. They want you to like, oh my God, yeah. You know, you want people following you on social media and stuff like that. And when I got out of MLM, one of the first things that I did was I started to set up boundaries. This guy crossed a boundary. And to think that he was okay with approaching a mother at her home after I figured out that he basically followed me from the school. I later obviously found out he lives in the neighborhood, but he still followed me home these are all things that we need to think about when we're on social media, especially for those of you that are in an MLM. Don't post in real time. You don't need to have all of your information out there all of the time. That can be very dangerous. Now, let's get to the doxing story because I have not talked about this on my podcast. And I think that it is really, really important for a number of reasons. One, we know that when uh, somebody in an MLM does not like what we are doing, They do anything and everything they can to try and discredit the person that is speaking too much truth. So I and myself and Julie Jo learned about Elamir. We started talking about it. You know, those little yellow, in my opinion, garbage strips uh, that are all over social media. They saying that they're going viral, but okay, whatever. Um, Anyways, we found that we started to talk about it. And one day somebody sent me a video and was like, oh my God, this chick is talking about you. And I'm like, oh, really? All right, let's check it out. So as I started to watch the video, and if you haven't watched it on my YouTube channel, you can. The link is in the video or the podcast description here. Um, she started to talk about the value of my house. She started to talk about how um, she knows that my house is worth seven hundred thousand dollars, and you know that's the MLM bought it, and and you know the money from the MLM bought this house, and how she thinks I should sell it. And that she knows where I live. Well, guess what, Tracy? I know where you live, as does the FBI. And what you did was a crime, an internet crime. The threat of doxing somebody online is considered an internet crime. So I'm just wondering if she's already had a visit from the FBI. Just, I don't know. Her posture has been a little bit different on social media. So that's interesting. Um. And then she was claiming that she was excited that she was on anti-MLM and she thought she was going to be famous. And all of it is so ludicrous when you think about it. And I can only go back to what I felt like when I was in an MLM. Would I have attacked people? Probably if they came to my page, I would have defended myself. I would have defended our team and my company and all of that stuff. Um, 
but I don't know that I would have gone to that extent. I think I would have, I think I would have ignored it to a certain extent unless it came to me. So that was really interesting. Um, and in all of that, it, you know, I have worked with people that have helped me to kind of struggle, scrub, not struggle. What was I, what? <laughs> scrub information from uh, online because, you know, not everybody needs to have access to you and that's okay. So those are my, those are my two stories. If you're in an MLM or just somebody that uses social media, please just be careful with what you are doing. Take the steps to protect yourself and or your family. Um, you know, don't post in real time. I know that a lot of these MLM companies are like, you know, tell everybody what you're doing and where you're going. And uh, that's just not safe. So be careful out there. Um, doxing is illegal. <laughs> I don't suggest that. I don't suggest uh, threatening anybody. And, you know, ad hominem attacks where, for those of you that don't know, that's basically when somebody is attacking somebody's looks, when somebody is attacking, uh, you know, personal information, trying to discredit you from what you're saying. And to me, anytime there's an ad hominem attack or this threat of doxing or comments about, you know, my personal appearance or any of any of those things, I know that I've won the argument because I stand firm in the fact that I share statistics and data from the FTC, the AARP, and their company's own income disclosure statement. And that is really hard for people to process that are in that MLM. They can't possibly understand how these numbers come from their own company and how it's it's not accurate. It's, it's including the people that just bought a kit. Well, stop recruiting everybody then. Stop cold messaging people. Stop posting lifestyle claims. Stop stop posting income claims and you know these these health claims where you claim to have you know the miracle cure for everything in one little strip. Stop doing that because you're bringing people in under false pretenses. It's not affiliate marketing. I could say this till I'm blue in the face. Affiliate marketing does not have a comp plan where you are making money off of other people's efforts through recruiting. That's not how that works. So I know this was a little bit of a random podcast, but I had these things that I wanted to share with you guys. Please be safe online. Please be safe with what you are sharing and how you are going about sharing it. Coming from somebody that used to share everything to include before and after pictures, you know, where I'm going, what I'm doing, my current location, my children all of those things. There's just, you know, not everybody needs to have access to you in every aspect of your life. And uh, yeah, so just stay safe out there, everybody. And I'm going to get back into podcasting. If you'd like to be on the show, feel free to message me on Instagram. And uh, yeah, happy Thursday, everybody, if that's the day you're listening to this. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye, everybody.